Good evening, Vancouver. Welcome back to Canucks After Dark here on Monday, August 29th, our final show of the slowest month of the year, that is August. And folks, do we have a slow show for you tonight? As always, joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing today, Clay? I am doing great, Parker. Yes, uh, we'll talk about how we're going to adjust to the slowness of today. But I want to say thank you because... uh, you know, we're both gearing up to see what we're going to do in the fall. And I know that I'm going to try a couple new things. And Parker, you took some time out of your day. You helped me last week. And honestly, I know you don't need the praise and you don't ask for it, but I want to keep you some praise. You probably saved me three to five hours of research, frustration, pulling out whatever little hair I have left. Um, so uh, who knows? It could all crash and burn on my very first night of trying to do it on my own. But, uh, I want to say thank you, and I want everyone to know that you just how generous of a, a person you are. Well, if they didn't know that already, I am happy to help. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, I I I feel like it would be unfair for me to subject <laughs> you to the things that I have spent the last year and a half. Yeah, while doing Canucks After Dark, doing this all exact same process. Why yeah. wouldn't I at least you know sort of transfer that knowledge forward? Um, I, the the bill is on the way. Uh, okay, for my That's time. Fine. Uh, yeah. It is a pretty aggressive rate, uh, but I'm sure you'll be, you can handle it. Shucks. I didn't win any of those wagers too, so I can't even say take it <laughs> off that. No, I'm doing well. Uh, just getting used, getting the kids are getting ready for school. Gail's getting ready to go back to school and um, I'm starting a, starting a new course this week. So that's my kind of transition to September life. How about you? I'm good. I am. I, I'm, I'm enjoying summer, but a part of me is like, you know, I love the, I'm loving the warm weather. But mm-hmm. part of me is, you know, hockey's around the corner. Yeah. Uh, it's getting getting exciting, and, and you know, we're sort of trying to trying to get some golf in as the as the season sort of ends. Went out yesterday, and as you can see, I got a little too much sun. Uh, it oh, was supposed good. to be it was supposed to be overcast. It was not overcast. Um, I was lied. How'd you to. shoot? How'd you shoot? Uh, eighty four. Oh, at, at... Lang- Langara. Oh, nice, uh, nice. I had nice. never played there before. It was lovely. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm getting back out there tomorrow. Uh, so not like, to- but another okay. uh, different course tomorrow, uh, which will be fun. So, but yeah, this yep. is, this is our last show of August, uh, until I guess, next year when we have another August to deal with, um, does our hopefully- seat like our season reset next, next week or no, not yet. I don't, I think it's the, did I do the league year last time? I don't remember okay. the league year, I guess kind of starts in July or something, but uh, I can tell you that our last one was technically episode 39 of season two. So okay. we should have like, I think we might've done like the first game of the season was sort of our, our time that we, uh, our time that we uh, started it. I'm actually going to okay. check. Yeah. No, it was not that one. <laughs> it was before that. It was, f- that was the fifth episode. Yeah. It was actually four, three, two, one. It was when we did our prediction. So it was September 13th. So yeah, yeah, probably one or two more. uh, And then we will be at the, the, the new season. It would actually make sense, you know, uh, after not the Labor Day show, but the after Labor Day show could be the start of season three, because that's, that's the week preceding young stars. That could be an option, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll We'll figure it out. It doesn't matter that much. No, it doesn't. It will show up as season three eventually, uh, which is great. We've almost survived two uh, two runs uh, yeah. at this, and uh, we'll keep it keep it going into twenty two twenty three. I guess while we're here, you did sort of tease that you 
you have a new a new uh, endeavor going on for yeah. the for the 22-23 season. Do you want to? Uh, sure. Well, thank you, Parker. Yeah, I, thank you for allowing me to share. I'm going to try to do a nightly stream, but uh, half an hour, not hour, not 45 minutes, not an hour 15. Half an hour, basically Sunday through Thursday. The Sunday one, not to confuse everyone, will will be an hour long. But the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday will be half an hour, starting at eleven o'clock all uh, Monday through Thursday, because you know I, I, I'm a night owl, as, as you're aware. And then the Sunday night one will start at ten thirty. So basically, they, all of them end at eleven thirty. If you follow the math, I'm not going to do Friday, Saturday. I want to give myself the freedom to not stream on certain nights. And hopefully, once there's Canucks news, it'll be very quick. It'll be ten to fifteen minutes of my commentary, ten to fifteen minutes of answering questions, and boom. Uh, all done and then um, as you help me with I'll, I'll kind of do what we do here upload it as a podcast so if anyone wants to listen to it but I, I don't think I'm gonna do anything specific uh, podcast specific just kind of run it as my my YouTube show kind of like this and what you do on your show and then we'll we'll see what happens so uh, just something different we'll try it and um, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes well if you ever need a guest I am out that is too late uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so that, that was exciting. Yeah, Sunday to you. Thursday. Uh, you got it. So, got it. so keep your calendars open at 11 p.m. on those weeknights. And do you know uh, what you're doing for the season? Have you nope, kind of thought about it? I haven't it? figured it out yet. Okay. I've got my, my, I've sort of tried to close my brain off from all that for a while. Good we'll, for you. Uh, we'll see. So, you know, stay tuned, folks. Yeah. <laughs> it could be Good. anything. Awesome. Um, awesome. All right. Let's get into our, our big topics for the night. <laughs> Uh, anything? <laughs> well, I guess we should warn our, our, our wonderful listeners and, and, and watchers or viewers, I should say. Uh, Parker and I, instead of like trying to stretch artificially, not that we do that, but uh, we're pretty good at gabbing. But we thought to so we can give the best energy and really um, uh, be fair. We're going to go for about 40 minutes, 35 to 40 minutes tonight. We're going to talk for about 25 minutes or so, talk about some topics throw it over to you for about 10, 15 minutes, and then maybe wrap it up around the 40 minute mark instead of trying to get to an hour today. Cause there simply isn't a lot enough to talk about. I, I, right. We should try that. Other than like Jasker and just said, Aiden Hill being traded to the Vegas golden Knights for a fourth yes. round pick blockbuster to end off the month of August. Uh, I guess they also got Phil Kessel, which is much more interesting. Do we, yes. was that last week? Do we talk about that already? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. No, okay. Cause we well, people were telling it. Yeah, I think we did. Uh, I guess. does it move the needle? Not uh, no, Aiden Hill. A little no. Aiden Hill. No, I mean, they don't, they don't have goalies. So <laughs> I guess having another one can't hurt too much, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a thing that happened. Uh, there was, um, sort of a big update article from, from Drance and Dollywall back on Friday that has a lot of. A lot of talking points in it that I think we're going to sort of work our way through a little bit here today. Okay. Uh, and then we can also talk about, uh, I thought there was one other thing, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. The 60,000 seat stadium coming to Surrey because <laughs> cause we need one of those here when we already have one 30 minutes away that doesn't sell out ever. Did, did you hear the, the clip of Halford and Bruff with Doug McCallum on their show? I, I saw it and then I got busy and I didn't actually listen to it. And I was kind of scared to listen to it because I thought it would just hurt silly to listen to. It was pretty funny because I think Jason Bruff was leading most of the questions, Parker. And he uh, he was he was not afraid to ask everyone what uh, – um, asked Doug McCallum, the mayor of Surrey, what everyone was thinking. And it was really two things. It was why on earth would you need a 60,000-seat stadium where – like, and why are you talking to the Canucks because they're not going to go to Surrey 
and because they own their own arena uh, rogers and so he, they talked about that and then of course the other one was how can this be even partially government funded when the government already i mean they're funding already the bc place right so why would they go and do another yeah. another one so and doug mccallum did not have good answers as you can probably imagine because there aren't any <laughs> there just aren't good answers um i was at i mean i was at bc place on tuesday last week uh, oh. for, the, for the weekend uh and that oh, was went. yes it was fantastic but that was the fullest i've ever seen that place yeah. <laughs> and it was awesome but yeah it's like we don't need he's we're not getting those big acts out to surrey right there's like yeah. there's like a couple of people that do sixty thousand seat stadiums for concerts right yeah. it's like the weekend and like taylor swift probably will and uh and th but they're not coming to surrey they're going to vancouver where there's yeah. already a stadium uh yeah i was just i just thought it was hilarious uh to to just bring up um <laughs> do we want to go into lucas's uh yeah, discussion sure. topic too uh thoughts on sports that potentially losing radio rights also is podcasting killing the sports radio star you know what it's our fault <laughs> like, it's me and you it's me and you and we have we have single-handedly taken down yeah. big sports net yeah. um <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I, I we haven't really talked about this. I want to hear what your thoughts yeah. are. Actually, I thought I thought the first part we did talk about because I remember I asked Maybe you. A yeah, I remember I asked you last week. It's probably because the Sportsnet, uh, what they're offering to pay the Canucks, isn't that much because they're probably not getting a lot of sponsor money. I, I know we talked about it very very briefly last week, but we certainly didn't talk about the second part. Is is podcasting killing? The sports radio. Well, yeah, the uh, yeah. the tough thing for radio is everything's ratings driven, obviously, like like any entertainment industry. And um, yeah. but all of the ratings that you see and the ratings that actually get published are based on ratings shares. So it's mm. like what percentage of this demographic is tuning in for this thing. And yeah. so you look at Canucks games and they're about the same as they've always been. Hmm. The problem is the total audience that they have that share of is way smaller oh, right because okay. you know it used to be you know back you know you think 15 20 years ago when there were games on like pay-per-view right that the radio is huge on uh and, and people were driving around and, and listening to the game in their cars and stuff and it was much less accessible to you know if you were let's say you were you had to drive somewhere during the canucks game yep your only way of keeping up was on the radio Sure. But now your passenger can have the score app on their phone or you right. can have uh, you have the score. and You're just like refreshing it on the side or doing something else. Uh, and there's all these other ways of just keeping up with the game. And also yeah. the team hasn't been as good as it was, you know, 10 years ago that, yeah, the there's just radio is just a, a dying industry, um, mm -hmm. you know, radio and newspaper. And yeah, I mean, how much are they how much are they really? I think I think we actually had this money discussion, like how much money is Sportsnet bringing in in a game, right? Right. And then right. you compare that with, you know, they have to pay a producer, they have to pay the two radio guys, they probably have to pay for they have to pay for travel, they have to, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, they're not making any money, probably not a lot yep. at least. Rogers isn't making much money, um, and so once they get to a certain point where they can only pay a certain amount for the rights, well, then the Canucks probably think, well, let's just bring this in house. Uh, where we don't really have to pay anything. We've got, you know, Joey Kenward on staff or whoever they want to pick. Uh, and then, you know, they don't have to, you know, costs, uh, costs get cut pretty quickly. Yes. Um, all well said. And the fact that when TSN 1040 folded, only Halford and Bruff as show hosts 
actually went to Sportsnet 650, but Sakaris yeah. and Price started their own thing. Uh, Don Taylor and Rick Dollywall started their own thing. So, yeah, the different models for sure, um, but we're starting to see people trying to do their own thing, quite frankly. And so maybe to answer, uh, you know, Lucas's second part, is podcasting killing the sports radio? I, I don't know if it's killing it, but it's certainly um, giving, not just podcasting, but streaming shows, whatever it is, certainly giving it uh, another look. By the way, do you do you listen to sports? Like if you're driving home from work or a golf game or a, a social outing, do you, and you can't watch the game, do you actually listen to it on the radio or do you, not no, that I think it's that, spoiled? And that, was yeah. my, that was my next point is yeah. that I remember uh, probably five years ago or so for the summer I was working at Northview golf course. Nice. And what I would do every day is I would have a little AM radio in my pocket and I just have 1040 on all morning. Right. That's all I listen to all day. But then as you know, as the years go on and you know, over the last couple of years, especially where we have more than enough data on our phones, uh, there's so many different options that are ad free, right? You think of how many ads there are in sports radio, right? And it's, you know, 20 minutes of the hour usually uh, mm. is just advertisements and the same advertisements over and over. And I'm not the demographic for those advertisements. So they get old pretty quickly. Uh, or I can just have something on my phone where, you know, okay, I have an hour out of my day. Oh, well, I'm not going to just turn on 650 and see what's going on. I'm going to open my podcast app and listen to, you know, Halford and Bruff put out that one hour cut of mm -hmm. their show every day or you know i could pull up donnie and dolly's show and that i just have that going with no ads yeah. on it um, right you know why would i tune in to the actual radio when the audio quality is going to be worse uh, i always have my phone on me i haven't used the actual radio in my car basically ever except huh. when there is like a canucks game on and i'm driving then i'll have that on but yeah. like if i if, if i'm gonna have some sort of content on my car it's gonna be either music from spotify or a podcast from my podcast app. Uh, and cause I always just have my phone plugged in the car and yep. I'd have no need for radio. Yeah. So, and if you are representative of, of a lot of the people out there, then yeah, then maybe it is uh, a dying, you know, a dying form of media. And um, we're going to see even more of these type of um, different types of initiatives come up. So yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, as we, I think we outlined, CKNW had the the rights for 35 years. TSN did 40 for 11 years. Sportsnet five years, and that adds up to close to 50. And then, here we are. We might be on the verge of seeing the Canucks bring it in house. Yeah, and and you got to think, right? Like, I mean, do they figure out some? Do they just put it in an app at that point? Yeah. Even right? right, like, right? You just have an app on your phone, like your podcast app, like you like Spotify. There there already is a Canucks app that most people. Most Canucks fans probably have just downloaded it at some point and it's mm -hmm. just on their phone, right? Mm -hmm. I've I only ever use the Canucks app to try to play the trivia games at the Canucks games. And that's yes. it. That's all <laughs> I use it for. But I have it. It's there. So yeah. if if suddenly it was I mean, I think it's already you can listen to the game on there. Um, but if it's like, hey, if that's just the way it is now, because whatever, 70, 80 percent of people have either Bluetooth or CarPlay or Android Auto in their car anyways. You know, are they going to pay to broadcast it over the air? Are they going to like get all that set up? Like, why would they even bother yeah. when they're not going to be losing much market share and saving a bunch of money by just, you know, having it in an app or something along those lines? Yeah, so well said. So uh, as we move on, viewers, why don't you type in the comment section? Uh, tell us, does this potential move from Sportsnet 650 to in-house, do you care? Does it matter to you or does it not affect you at all? We'd love to see what you have to say and how it may or may not affect your your listing patterns for sure mm -hmm. 
Yes. Absolutely. All right. Next topic. Do you want to, yep. uh, should we touch on this, this article and, and sure. So, there's sort of, I think, five, six, seven different topics uh, going through here. Um, and they are, the first one's JT Miller, which I don't know if we've talked enough about JT Miller oh, uh, in the never. past <laughs> seven months. How long have we been talking about JT Miller? Either yeah. way, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, anything new? I mean, was there, there wasn't much info here, but have no. your thoughts changed in any way? They haven't. I, I actually talk uh, to a lot of work colleagues about JT Miller, and we're resigned to the fact that what happens, man? What happens if the Canucks are battling not just for a playoff spot in the top three? Imagine if they're feeling actually really good about their playoff chances come trade deadline. Do you keep them, try and get the money, and risk losing them for nothing? That would be crazy, but it might happen. I, I would venture to say it probably would happen, right? Yeah. And it's just what happens with most teams in that position. Yeah. Uh, and I always go back to the one example of a team that didn't do that, and that's St. Louis, right? The year before they won the Stanley Cup, uh, when they went out and traded some of their some of their sort of middling players on expiring deals and said, yeah, we're in a playoff spot, but we're not a contender yet. Uh, uh, and that worked out pretty well for them. But yeah. that is a hard thing to do in your first year in a market that's already sort of uneasy and, and stressed and uh, hasn't seen success in a hot minute, uh, you're going to go out there while you're in the playoffs by three points or so, or maybe yeah. even by, maybe actually, yeah, maybe you are in a good spot, right? Maybe you got a nice little like seven point cushion on, on fourth place in the division, oh. right? Where you're basically at like 85% chance of making the playoffs, let alone, you know, at that point, maybe you're even a coin flip to win the first round. Mm -hmm. You're going to go trade a guy who maybe is on pace for 90 points. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, it's, I mean, we've had this conversation a million times, but yeah, yes. it's, uh, it, who knows? Yeah. And I think, uh, it's one thing for Parker, for you and uh, me to take the, the, the viewpoint of a fan and say, okay, yeah, we've got to recoup assets. But what are you, what are you saying to the guys in your room when they, who've worked their butt off they make it yeah. to the playoff bar and then you're you trade one of your best if not your best player away yeah wow it'll be we yeah, keep saying but it, it, yeah it's gonna be interesting to watch so i think uh i think we've we're good with jt miller from a standpoint i think we've talked about him enough okay bo horvat who doesn't have a contract yes or an extension at the very least yeah i believe they made the point in the article that there is nothing to worry about just yet but it might not as being a, a slam dunk because they thought it might have been at the start. Yeah, and and it just they're mentioning it's all down to the flat cap, right? There's yeah. just there's no money <laughs> to really throw yeah. around, uh, especially with that Mikheyev contract. You know that gums it up a little bit, I'm sure. But yeah, uh, yeah, no money there. Um, the next one is a blue line move before training camp. Uh, yeah. That's the that's the one of the more interesting ones um, because generally, I mean, this defense isn't good enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's uh, it wasn't in this article, but unrelated to that or related to that, I should say, uh, someone wrote about um, possibly trying Oliver Ekman Larson and Hughes together on a top pairing utilize them more to get like use get oel basically scoring a bit and then that either of them are, are good enough to play on the right side to try it that would be fascinating it evens it out a little bit Let, yeah this 
Only if Pullman's hurt, of course. Only if right. Pullman's and then the problem is that if it doesn't work, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we're back where we started. Uh, yeah. And it might work. It just also might not. And that's the, you know, they, they you know, potentially PTO they're mentioning. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, apparently they feel they have the flexibility required to add another 1 million plus contract to their books. Okay. Uh, modeling suggests numbers in the 1.3 million range. So right, yeah, you're not right. getting, you know, you're getting a Brad Hunt or a Luke Shen or something along those lines for that money. You're not getting, you know, a stud defenseman that you might be hoping for. Yes, yes, yes. And I want to just recognize Coach Rob who gifted a Canucks After Dark membership, which is cool. We It's weird. We can't show it, though, right, on our screen? I can't show it. I, did, I imagine it, though. Oh, uh, well, and, Par- and Parker just bought one. There. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we're, we're still going to figure out what memberships are getting, like, uh, part of Season 3, we're going to actually figure out what these memberships mean, but we appreciate the support. Nonetheless, Coach Rob, whoever that ends up going to. And thank you, Parker, for, for adding to it as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. What else we got? Mike DiPietro. Yep. Yeah. He's he are honestly in my mind he's been gone for a while. Yes. Like after after the like after a couple of months ago or whatever, I think I don't even remember what happened, but I, I just sort of I forgot I my brain just to avoid the hurt just blocked him off out of my memory. He's gone. Are you are you disappointed? Will you be disappointed when he actually goes? I think I mean it makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean it's like it's unfortunate, but uh they took a shot on a goalie, it was a third round pick. I mean, they don't make yeah. it often right goalies right. don't make sense uh so they took a shot it was a decent shot at the time didn't necessarily work out i mean we're not usually this broken about most third round picks right <laughs> uh so you know they don't always pan out right right well look at well everyone being so generous look at shannon shannon gifts five canucks after dark memberships so thank you shannon thank you shannon for that, yeah for that generosity as well we're going to have more uh, members than uh, viewers, Parker. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, next one is Tucker Poolman and the state of the right side. So back on the defense. Um, apparently the club is more optimistic about Poolman's health uh, right now. Now, Drance is calling it a, it would be a tremendous boost for the club. Uh, now, I'm never going to call Tucker Poolman a tremendous boost uh, to anything. Um, but apparently could be could be back at some point you know not too far down the line what do you think he can max out at like when when tucker pullman's good what's he doing well he's getting six points <laughs> he's huh. gonna be a minus eight yeah and he's gonna play 15 minutes and 42 seconds a night can i hold that you to that for our, our predictions number for number okay, okay. uh I think that's best case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, he was okay in the preseason. Okay. It wasn't great. And then, uh, yeah, his, his play wasn't great. Maybe he was, I, I don't want to brag too hard on the guy, although, cause we haven't been up for another three years at 2.5 million, which seems like a lot. It doesn't sound like anyone else was offering him that type of money. I, I don't want to keep living in the past, but that's $2.5 million that, you know, you, you want him to be healthy for him, but, if he's not because of migraines or recurring concussion, whatever it may be, or recurring migraines, that is some serious LTIR money, potentially. Potentially. I'm not yeah. wishing that on anyone, but that's the reality of it. Yeah, he's hey, he still gets his ten mil. All right. He'll yeah. <laughs> obviously yeah. though, yeah, like migraines and stuff like that, you don't want that. The, you don't want to yeah. mess with that. Yeah. Um 
Uh, and the last thing in this article was training camp preparation. Because uh, no Travis Green. No Travis Green at this training camp. Which we've, <laughs> you know, the, the, we're not going to get that Ole Ulevi-esque uh, man looking like he has died in the corner. Um, that was a bad look. That was a bad look. Wasn't a great look. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know much about um, Boudreaux's... Um, camp style according to this you know on a sessions are more systems based than yeah. fitness focused yeah. which to me makes sense right yeah. you're trying to get everyone together as team the fitness stuff i i kind of like the one day to like all right you guys better be you know you gotta show up in shape um but you know getting everyone on the same page is is remarkably important Yes, especially because Bruce Boudreaux has, hasn't had, remember he came in December 5th last year, so he hasn't had actually a training camp, a full year with this club. We got used to, we had four Travis Green training camps highlighted by those bag skates. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because he's, yeah, we're, we're working in at least four or five new players. Obviously the four new forwards in Lazar, Joshua, Kuzmenko, and Mikheyev as well. So maybe, yeah, maybe he's going to presume a certain level of fitness as a professional athlete. And he's going to spend, indeed, more, as you said, more time on the systems, on the on-ice work, as opposed to uh, and trying to find chemistry between his guys right away. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, this team, we saw the turnaround, right, from yeah. December 4th onwards. Yeah. Uh, they need that latter half to be what the, the whole season is, right? Yep. So they need... They need everyone on the same page gelling because remember that was a lot of the issues that they did have even under Bruce Boudreaux when they were on that you know on, on that good stretch, there was there a lot of that was you know a bit luck driven, uh, yep. because they weren't gelling super well. But if they can get that worked out, I mean they need to give themselves the best chance they can, yeah, from day one. Yeah, and thank you Lucas for a donation five dollars. Are we gonna so Parker? Do you predict we are gonna hear Bruce? There it is again at Rogers Arena. Oh yeah, that's not dying yeah. as yeah, long as I agree. they. Unless they don't win a game for a while, yeah. uh, but other than that, I think uh, I think they'll be fine. I think they need to win. I mean, they start on a five-game road trip, right? Yep. Only yep. scary part is if they go like one and four on that road trip, and then it's like, all right, well, the chance might not happen for a little bit, <laughs> right? They might need a little winning winning streak uh, for those to kick in. So, right, um, you know, win three to the first five, come back, win that first game at home against Buffalo, and then yeah, I'm sure I'm sure those chances will start up. Absolutely. Sounds good. Okay. Should we do uh, 10 to 15 minutes of rapid fire question and answer? Sure. Let's do it. I, I'm going to try to star some. I'm going to scroll up a little bit. If there's any that catch your eye. Yep. Uh, let me know. Okay. That's cool. Now I'm confused. So you're star. Okay. That's good. So do you put the starred ones up as we, and we'll talk about them. I can. Oh, I want, I want, I'm going to, I'm scrolling back up to see if we missed any. And okay. then I want you to just grab any that you see for okay. right now. So you're in charge. Okay. Well, I'll do one here. This is the first time I'm doing this. Oh, it worked. Oh, yeah, thank you. See, Parker, you're a good teacher. Gio Reber says, will we see the Canucks after dark 24 hour live stream? I don't know if we, <laughs> I'm going to try and do a second annual. I, of course, Parker is going to be one of my guests. I'll let him choose his hour this time as opposed to filling in somewhere. But uh, I don't know if we would be able to do one together as CA. I don't know if we have to as Canucks after dark. Yeah. Cause then there would be before dark during the day. <laughs> That's we'd have to change the name too many times. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's that can't happen. But no, we will find ways to collab outside of here for sure. For we'll sure. do something. Yep. 
Uh, Cody asks, which players do you see getting PTOs as far as remaining free agents? My PTO eligible knowledge isn't great. Yeah. Well, I just went to Cap Friendly another day and looked at this guy. You know, PK Subban sounds like a, an absolute quintessential like PTO kind of guy. Because I don't think he's going to get a contract. Yeah. Uh, so I, I found the Canucks already put an article out a few yep. a few weeks ago. Uh, they have Zach Aston Reese on their list. Okay. Um, Josh Brook, who I had never heard of. Uh, Alex like Chason. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Alex Chason, of course, who was at Eight Ranks today. Uh, Calvin DeHaan, <laughs> Johan yeah. Larson, Ryan yeah. Murray, Brett Ritchie, Dominic Simon, and Anton Strawman. So just a bunch of excellent players. <laughs> well, that kind of goes right with uh, Lucas's question. Players that you were surprised to see that. So are any of those guys a surprise to you? Aston Reese a little bit. Um, because I mean, he's still, you know, he's 27 years old. He put up, you know, only 15 points last year, right? Not great. Um, and he's only ever really been a, a, you know, not a, not a super high point getter. Uh, right. The previous year he was 15 points in 45 games, but like he's, he's a third line winger, fourth line winger, um, made 1.7 last year. He's probably going to get less than that. Right. Based on the winger market right now, it's, it's very much a, a team friendly market. Yep. Um, but I mean, he played in Pittsburgh his whole career under Rutherford and then played, you know, after the deadline for Anaheim. So, right. I could see him. I don't know why that thing said he's 27. He's clearly 28 years old. Um, <laughs> I guess that article was written eight days before his birthday. So right. I think they'd schedule that out for either way. Uh, he's 28 years old. Um, uh, so I could see him, you know, getting picked up, but, uh, I don't, I'm not going to say that the Canucks are going to be on that list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I, I the, the one the list the one name that stands out to me is I, I think may get signed before. Uh, I've always uh, I've been interested in Anton Stroman. I, I don't I don't love him. I, I don't want him on the Canucks, but I I do think he's got some good experience that would be good for a team. So we'll see. But there's I guess a lot of guys like that. Market's drying up. What'd market you say? is drying up. I said the market is drying, drying up. up. Yeah. I think yeah. some of Marcus. And I was like Marcus just asked who Kalinick is. What? Uh, <laughs> all right. Too. I like this question from Peter that you starred here. Who's most yeah. likely to score first, Myers or Dickinson? Okay, on the count of three, we're just going to say who we think it is. You ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Dickinson. <laughs> there we go. All right. There, we, have a, we have a wager. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, how many goals does Tyler Myers score a year? Like four? Dickinson had that amazing um, breakaway goal last year. Oh, had... I did just pick the guy who scored one goal last year. What did Dickinson get? At least three. What's going on up there? They're, they're coming uh, after you. Dickinson had five. Oh! That's okay. Hey, I'm not giving you five to one. one. Okay, just okay. takes one. <laughs> you shouldn't give me five to one on that. Um, all right, what else do we got? Uh, does Chason resign? Or this is resign. Maybe he just quits. Yeah, we'll go with the first one. Resign. I don't think so. Nope. I don't think so. I don't think so either. There's no space. There's no nope. space. Yeah. Um. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Kodiak asks if you're going to the home opener. What's your What's your first game of the year that you're planning on? I I, I think we joked about this last time. I'm actually not going on Saturday night, the twenty second. I'm working, but I am going. I want to go on Monday night, the 24th. How, right. I'm not sure how we that, did discuss that because we're talking that, about our scheduling. 
Because that is a show. Monday night. Yeah, uh, I that, know. That's okay, though. I'll, uh, we'll make it work. Yeah. And it's a late one, too. It's 7.30, so. Yeah, it's a real late one. Yeah. It's too late. Are you going to a home opener? Uh, I'm not going to a home opener. I'm going to a game before that, but actually two games before that. But I'm you're, not You'll share that closer? Yeah, okay. I'll share that. I don't know. Uh, it's not really a secret, but. It's kind of uh, cool. More, it's more. The mystery is more fun. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you save guys it, figure it. I'll let you guys yeah. figure that one out. You told me, and I still can't remember, so it's even better. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Um, okay, check those off the list. Yeah. Uh, Quinn Quinhues and Pedersen points and plus-minus projection. Uh, I think we've done Pedersen last week. Um, I'm going to go Hughes gets 75 points. Pedersen gets 80 points. Well, I like I th- that. I'll ch- that. My numbers will change every single time because I'm not going to remember what they were. Yeah. I would and go when Hughes. We do our actual our actual predictions. The actual. They will be different. Yeah, I I go Hughes seventy, PD eighty. I know I I've always think PD is a point of game for sure. So if he's if he's healthy for the the remainder majority of the season, eighty points sounds right. Hughes yeah. is interesting because I think uh, I actually think he can even get more. Um, but yeah, seventy's a lot. What did he get last year? Sixty two. I think he had sixty six. Sixty six. Am I crazy? That sounds right, actually. Hughes, 68. Wow. Okay, so 70 is very realistic, obviously. Yeah, 70 might be low. Um, What else do we got? I started this one because we kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, This guy, uh, I mean, not this guy, Peter, this question. Do you guys prefer Hughes on the right side or Oyel if the pairing does happen? So, so Parker, I could see Hughes going to the right side because of how good of a skater he is and making up for any tough, you know, weird-handed, off-handed deficiencies. I also think, though, that Ekman Larson is very obviously he's more experienced, and I think he's got the hockey IQ to make it work. So I don't know. I, maybe for me though, if I had to pick one, I'd put Quinn on the right and to see what happens. I'm trying to think about it as a defenseman. Yeah, because I play D, and okay. I am atrocious at playing the left side as yep. a right-handed defenseman. It is so much harder just to pull the puck off the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, and just everything is more difficult. You know, you're breaking out of your own zone. You're coming out from behind your own net. You're now holding the puck close to the net, right? Yeah. Cause you're on the uh, wrong side. Correct. Correct. That stuff. So I think I'd rather Ekman Larson on the offside. Ah, I like it. Quinn in the sweet spot. But again, I think that's one of those things you have to run. Um, you know, you have to test out and see see how things end up right okay wonder if it will happen i'm kind of curious but we'll see we'll see we will see yeah what else um, what else do we have um marcus asks we're in the lineup does travis dermot play we need room for rathbone we still have burrows and pullman so who starts that's a lot of depth and not a lot of lineup play <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if Pullman does not play and the Canucks do not put OEL or Hughes on the right side, I think it could be, well, it could be Hughes, Shen, OEL, Myers, and then you go Rathbone, Dermott as your third pairing if there's no Pullman. If Pullman does play, uh, then you could go Pullman, Dermott. Yeah, I think Rathbone's Rath- just in the A at that point, yeah. Yeah. which is fine. I yeah. don't have a problem with that. I like Rathbone. I think he's a really good player. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's, you know, I, I, you could yeah. just wave Pullman though. And then maybe he gets picked up, <laughs> but probably not. Yeah. Yeah. 
fair enough. Parker, how many shutouts does um, Demko get this season? Uh, five. Wow, you're ambitious. I'll say three. Is that ambitious? Is that not a normal number for goalies nowadays? Yeah, not what it's Canucks goalies. Uh, he did have one last year. That's what I mean. <laughs> huh. I really thought he had more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that like, is that a normal number? Like five shutouts? I guess that does, is a lot, hey? No, it is a lot when you think about it. But yes, the really good goalies get eight, nine, but they're really good goalies. Mm. And Demko's Oops. a really good goalie, but he does, he's not behind a really good defense, though. My bad. Yeah. That's all right. I've been I've been over ambitious on some of my predictions today. <laughs> I well, I think we were both were last season. We, it, last we season, yeah, it, it was tough. It, uh, Lucas wants to ask you if you've played NHL 23. Well, it's not out yet, so oh. no. Um, I think the the franchise changes are going to be interesting, um, mm. but I I'm not super. I'll buy it day one as I always do, but I'm not I'm not super invested. Yeah. And thank you for the donation, Lucas. Very generous thank of you. you. Yeah, as always. Well, I uh, like Steve speculating. Parker is watching a game in Edmonton. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if I told you, I guess I, I did say I'm going to two before the Canucks play a game at home. And there are yeah. five to choose from. There are. Um, so the Edmonton one is one of the five, potentially. It's awesome. We have 81 people in here. They're yeah, why? We, what are you guys we, doing here? It's <laughs> August 29th. Uh, more questions. We're at the we're close to the 40 minute mark. Let's get a few more questions. Yeah, here. let's keep going. This is great. Uh, we'll keep going until we need to. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, scrolling up a bit. Scrolling up a bit. Sure. Uh, I should do that too. Peter says, "Who's more boring, Travis Green or Willie Desjardins?" It's obviously Willie. Yeah, it, it was Willie. <laughs> it's it's Willie by a mile. Isn't it uh, crazy how the Canucks made the playoffs in Willie's first year, though? Yeah, and then he kept rolling the lines in the playoffs, <laughs> giving the Sedin <laughs> 16 minutes a night. Uh, <laughs> that, was, uh, that was frustrating. Cl- Clone says, uh, just shoot me in response to that question. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's the same one. Yeah. Uh, Jaskran says, Pullman will win the Norris. I will give you any odds on that. Yeah. Uh, for any amount of money. <laughs> Remember, Jaskrin likes you a lot more than he likes me, so don't don't make him upset. Yeah, I will wager it. my entire life earnings today till the day I die. Ten wow. <laughs> you you heard it here first, you guys. I'll do it 100 amazing. to 1. <laughs> um, what else was there? Uh, I like this one from, from, De- from Debut Hunter. Uh, sort of ceiling and floor of the Canucks this year. Like, where's the... We can think of this as like spot in the standings, or we can think about this as points. Uh, highest possible finish, lowest go, possible finish. Let's go standings. Let's go standings. Standings is easier. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I'm being realistic, you, you could always say first and all the way to eighth. But if I'm being realistic, <laughs> I re- <laughs> yeah, I really think it's three to five. I really do. I do not see them falling behind, behind, below uh, San Jose, Anaheim, or Arizona. I really don't. I mean, Seattle. Yes, excuse me. Yes, I said yeah. yes. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Seattle. Yeah. yeah. I again, five is the floor in my mind. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think three is the ceiling. I think two is like, like everything goes perfectly. <laughs> um, but I think three is the ceiling, right? Like 
I'm just thinking, you know, they get ahead of Vegas and L.A. and then, you know, Edmonton falls apart or something. Right. Um, right. But right. again, I, I think three to five is sort of the most likely. And then, yeah, you're going to want to be three. Right. That's going to be the ticket uh, for the Canucks. So, yeah. Yeah. Points wise, I would say, you know, 90 to 100. Yeah. yeah Somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah, I think they could do 99 to 101 as their top. Yeah, and you're right. They could. I don't see them. This is an 80-point team. Yeah. 90 to yeah. 100, sounds, that sounds exactly right from third to fifth. Yeah. yeah. And that's about 50-50. I'm making the playoffs, right? You get around 95, 96. And, yes. Yes. You know, that's that's where you're – I mean, playoff bar last year was 97 in, in yeah. the West. So. Wow. Yeah, so actually think about that, Parker. Say 97 or 98 points. I've been using the term. So if I said to you the Canucks need to go 44, 28, and 10, that's 16 games over 500, that's 98 points. Does that sound realistic to you? 44, 28, and 10. That's 98. That sounds hard. Yeah, it does. That sounds it? tough. Um, yeah, I would I would say that's going to be, that's, that's their peak. Uh, I yeah. would say I would say something like 42 wins is probably yeah. a little more likely, and then you know 10 OTLs, nine OTLs, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, they're going to be right on that bubble. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're exactly right. A 42, 30, and 10 season. Yeah, 42, 30, and 10 is 12 games. That's 94 only. Yeah, that's the bubble. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It'll be interesting. I'm optimistic. I can't wait till they do so. I just want to get, I just want to start. Get it started. Fun. I mean, we've got what? We got one young stars in three weeks. We've got yep. preseason in four weeks. Uh, yeah. September 25th, split yep. squad, games at the same time. It's terrible. Why do they do that? Like, what's the point? Because <laughs> then they don't play for four days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. The yeah, they could have gone back to back or even skip a day. Yeah, but we're yeah, just done. Yeah, twenty fifth, twenty seventh, twenty ninth. It's a weird schedule. It is a weird schedule. Maybe yeah. there's some concerts or something. <laughs> I'm actually surprised you went to the weekend. I didn't know that'd be your kind of music, honestly. Uh, I it was a very last minute decision. Okay, it was it was evening before. Yeah, was it as warm in there as people were saying? It was hot. <laughs> oh. It was uh, it was it was probably yeah, it was probably like twenty eighth degrees in there 30 degrees in there it was you you forgot about it once things were gone but like yeah, yeah they they had the roof closed uh yeah. which was unfortunate they had some pyro which was hot and it was just it was just stuffy in there for sure yeah i went to the lions game on friday night so probably only 25 half half of the people that were here at the concert or whatever but uh um it was very comfortable and they didn't open the roof that's good uh, they didn't win you probably heard they unfortunately yes. their second their second string quarterback got hurt too, so it's gonna be tough. Oh boy! I know, I know. That's why I know. Invested. Yeah, smart, smart. Uh, anything else that we've got here? Uh, we're gonna uh, Bruce, the one that he just asked, can players still get bought out, and if so, who should get bought out? There is a second buyout window, right? That's coming up. I'm pretty sure there's is a second there? buyout window. I don't. I don't. I never keep track of the yeah. of the buyouts. It was something um, like after so buyouts. Yeah. Buyouts are from June 15th or 48 hours after playoffs ends until June 30th. Teams may receive an additional buyout window if they have a player go to arbitration. Oh. 
they get a new 48-hour buyout window beginning three days after the settlement award okay. or award. Uh, only contracts eligible at that point are greater than $4 million cap hits and on the roster at the previous trade deadline. So, no, I think there's no no buyouts for uh, okay for basically anyone. Did anything get through arbitration? No, I, I don't remember seeing anything about that. Yeah, so I think I think we are buyout free. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, there was one. There was one. Uh, Trenin, Yakov Trenin, uh, who got two years, three point four million bucks, and that was it. Okay. Does that mean who's that? Nashville. I don't know who that Nashville, is. Nashville. Yep. So does that mean Nashville can then buy out only Trenin or anyone on their roster? So they can only buy out players who are making more than four million dollars a year. Oh. But okay. they could only do it from August fifth to eighth. Right. We just passed, obviously. So, okay. That is uh, that is it. Oh, good. You learn something new every day. Yes. Perfect. All right. Uh, Seven forty-five. I think Perfect. we said we were going to go forty forty-five minutes. I think we kind of nailed it. Yeah. Uh, so, folks, thank you guys very much uh, for hanging out with us. I'm going to throw another another thing in here. Um, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to make sure you're subscribed. Hit the like button. Uh, you can find both of us at our twitters, which are down here: Parker's Box, Cannot Clay. You can see those. Uh, and yeah, Clay's got a show going um, in on September 11th that he's starting yep. up. Uh, Two weeks, I yep. am I am completely to be determined on what <laughs> we're doing for this season. So make sure you're subscribed to me as well. And maybe you'll find out. Um, all right. Clay, any parting words for the night? Well, we made it to the end of August. We, we did well. We were consistent. Even when we were away, we made it work. So I am, I don't want to say hope and pray, but. I'm hoping that we have some actual substantial stuff to talk about starting next week. Yeah, I will say, I think you're starting your show too early. September 11th, you're going to have a tough couple of weeks. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, Thanks for the warning. <laughs> you're welcome. That's all from us, folks. Have a good rest of your week. We will see you next Monday. Talk to you all later.